An elderly man with poor memory is apparently the best defense anybody can come up with for Joe Biden in his uh, little uh, top secret document scandal that uh, the special counsel has let him off from because he is, after all, an old man with poor memory. Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, gentleman. Uh, I, I'm so excited about this one. I forgot to do the intro. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Odd, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, I went through the report that the special counsel came out with, and we all knew that Joe Biden wasn't going to go to jail for keeping classified documents in the garage with his with his Corvette. That's that was just that was never going to happen. He wiped it with a cloth. It was all good. Um, <laughs> but what's so damning is the justification that the spe- special counsel, uh, 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 her, I think is his last name, uh, gave us for for letting Biden off the hook. But before we get to that, I need to get to this. Um, because this is this is the the most damning stuff. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse, according to the report. He did not remember when he was vice president. Forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, Biden said, "If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president?" And then forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began, uh, Biden said, "In 2009, am I still vice president?" Uh, no, sir. That's that's when you started being vice president. Uh, I, Bill, I'm I'm, I'm kind of reminded here of uh, that that famous uh, Hank Johnson moment in Congress. This has got to be 15 years ago now, where he was uh, where he asked a, an admiral if all the extra troops on Guam are going to tip the island over, and <laughs> this this admiral, God bless him, because you know admirals can't talk <laughs> back to elected absolutely. officials, simply said. Uh, no, sir, we don't anticipate that happening. Um, but this is <laughs> not according to this our is, simulations. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy with his finger on the button. Uh, how do you deal with this? So what are we going to do, Steve? We're going to say breaking news. Joe Biden uh, appears to suffer cognitive decline. I mean, is, <laughs> is, you know, right. we've been talking about this from the beginning. Something happened to Joe Biden between during the Trump administration, something physically happened to him. If you look at him in his in his last um, days as vice president under Obama, it is not the same guy in terms of. Uh, I mean, I, I'm uh, that half smile of his. You know, I'm I'm fairly convinced he suffered a major stroke. But in any event, it's been clear to me from the beginning that he's cognitively impaired, and they can't hide it anymore. Uh, two things that I think are important about this are number one. Um, he may be um, an old man with a failing memory now, but at the time that he took those documents home, he was not an old man with a failing memory. He was vice president of the United States and was certainly uh, in possession of his of his uh, of his wits. So, if if uh, the, 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 you know this 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 lack of accountability creates a lack of accountability. And 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 on and on we go. You know, if if I was just listening uh, just before we were recording to uh, to James Comey listing all of the uh, top secret, uh, you know, secret classified confidential uh, documents that Hillary Clinton had um, had leaked, and and he's just so clear and specific. Eight chains of this were eleven cases of this. There were nine of these, and there were four of these. And then, but we don't think that we should recommend prosecution because no, no sensible or reasonable uh, DA would take the case. So don't tell me that there's no um, that that there's no one above the law in this country. There clearly is. I, I'm sorry if 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 the defense uh, if the criminal defense is he's too old and too uh, 
and too mentally in, in, incompetent to have realized what he did. That's back when he was vice president. But in any event, if they're saying now that when we interviewed him about this, he didn't basically remember when he was in office, you would think that would raise alarm bells. But the thing that's so astonishing and horrifying about the entire Joe Biden phenomenon is this isn't news. No one is surprised by this. We've had four years of this, and we've seen it every day. And as I said, when, when this, the dust settled from the 2020 election, my mother uh, died of Alzheimer's. It, is, it does not get better, and it gets worse, and then suddenly it starts getting worse fast. And, and I think the reason that, that uh, the press... Well, first of all, they made the mistake of letting him answer some questions where he talked about, you know, he's talking about the Gaza situation, brought up the, the you know, the, the situation on the Mexico border. But put all that aside, right? I mean, many of the other reporters, God bless Peter Ducey, but there were other reporters who were actually seemed to be fairly, you know, um, a little bit incensed about this. And, and when the news media which is essentially the steno pool for the Democratic Party, starts asking serious, tough questions about Democratic candidates, that usually means that that Democratic candidate is on his way out uh, for, for whatever reason. So my personal prediction is what will happen is that the Democratic Party has superdelegates because they don't want to risk the, the members of the Democratic Party and the American population coming to the wrong decision. So... Since they have this history of doing this, my personal prediction is is that Joe Biden will be the nominee. He will go into the conventions. He will give a big speech about how he's going to beat Trump. And then after the convention is over and there's no longer any danger of the Democratic Party's actual voters getting up on their hind legs and selecting somebody unapproved like Bernie Sanders, for example, then between the convention and significant time ahead of the election – Biden will have some ex extremely important and very patriotic reason to withdraw from the race, at which point the Democratic National Committee will <coughs> appoint the candidate. They will uh, that There will be no other way for them to do it, and I think that's what they want. They want to be able to say, we've decided we wanted it to be this guy, and we're not going to risk voting on it at a convention or in primaries or anything like that. We'll just get that stuff out of the way that's my personal prediction yeah we'll, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. i don't think they i think even the democrats realize that this guy's not going to make it to the starting line let alone the finish line of a second term yeah it's uh it's it's really sad to watch in fact scott i think maybe the the saddest moment i read from the report um biden and this is this is a quote he did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died uh, of course Bo died of uh brain cancer several years ago and not in Iraq, as Biden keeps claiming. But I, I, now I'm wondering if he might actually believe that Bo he does died believe it. in Iraq. It's, it's really sad. He does believe it. But Scott, I want to give you the, the money line from the report. And Bill alluded to this. And again, this is a quote. And this, this is the reason, this is the, this is the crux of the argument for not putting Biden on trial. Not that what he did wasn't wrong, but we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Um, when that's the best defense you can come up with somebody, is that game over, man? 
not necessarily. So I, I didn't have time to read the entire 388-page report from the special counsel, but I did read the executive summary, which I think was in the neighborhood of 12 pages. And uh, and plus, I watched the president's news conference twice. We'll have a separate episode of Right Angle um, about the the news conference itself, which is a story. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. That even <laughs> even more intriguing, perhaps, in this report. But basically, there are two concepts that we need to understand when it comes to prosecuting the president uh, because of these infractions. The special counsel does not deny, and in fact says that the president had in his possession classified documents in unsecured ways that should not have been in his possession. But in order to get a to get a conviction on such a charge, he has to prove the a prosecutor would have to prove that Mr. Biden did this um, willfully, which means with intent to break the law. So he did it willfully and also you need to be able to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury. And so everything that they evaluate when looking at whether to recommend prosecution is to say, could a, would a reasonable jury find or would a jury find beyond a reasonable doubt that the president willfully did this? So part of it you've brought up already, which is he's a sympathetic, well-meaning character with poor memory. And so the jury um, – not looking at it this year, by the way, because you can't prosecute him until he's out of office. So this would be either next year or four years hence from then well, uh, when he'd actually be facing trial. Yeah. So we, we, we would be looking at, um, at an elderly man who is that you have to then prove willfully did this. Um, and so that, that provides a challenge. Uh, in addition, there were other issues. Um, for example, when he took the documents home, he was vice president. It's, he's allowed to do that. The next time they established where the documents were, he was president. Presidents are allowed to have the documents. So there's no chain of custody in between, except for an interview that he did with a ghostwriter for one of his books in 2017, where he says that he has the classified stuff downstairs, meaning down in his office. At that time, I believe he was in Virginia. But they don't have... They, they don't have any other documentation other than him saying to his ghostwriter that he has the classified stuff. And they're specifically talking about yeah, well, uh, documents related to to Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, didn't I said the ghostwriter delete Scott, tape or something? He was never going to get prosecuted for this. I, yes. I don't think that was ever an so, issue. So here's the point of the whole thing. Uh, the, the, the council said in the executive summary of it, um, prosecution is not necessarily the best remedy in this case. And perhaps he's hinting that the best remedy can be found elsewhere, uh, whether that is in Congress or simply in the court of public opinion now that these facts have been laid out. But there was no there was no question, despite what he may have said during the news conference, which you'll hear more about during our other episode of Right Angle. There's no question that he had documents that he should not have had in places that he should not have had them. Uh, but there were more factors than just his old age. I mean, there's the possibility that the staff may have moved it there, in which case he couldn't be held accountable. Uh, there's a possibility that a jury would say, yeah, well, he may have just forgotten about it. Um, and the mitigating factor that when the investigation by the special counsel began, uh, Biden was forthcoming. He agreed to sit for hours of interviews. He agreed, uh, he consented to searches of multiple properties where his stuff would have been. Um, so the special counsel is not saying that he didn't do anything wrong, but merely saying 
proving that he willfully did it with intent to break the law beyond a reasonable doubt for a jury uh, would be it's not reasonable to assume that we could accomplish that, especially and, given the late date of when they'd be able to to do the prosecution. And I can, can uh, I just ask uh, yeah. ask a question rather than just t- toss in a comment? I, and I mean this in all sincerity. If I if I get drunk and, and drive drunk and I kill a family of seven people, and I did not have the intent of killing those seven people, I nevertheless did kill those seven people. And I'm not entirely sure I understand that as a as a defense in terms of well, that's the standard of this law. It's not the standard of it, all laws. The standard of this okay. of this charge that, would be it was that a, it was an honest yeah. it was an honest question. That yeah. that's that's what I need yeah, to. Yeah, that's but again, and, I, and that's I, just I the standard that, the that they sto- have to meet for conviction under this law. It's got to be willfully, okay. meaning with yeah. intent to break okay. the law. But again, I got to say the 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 story here isn't that they found reasons not to prosecute. That that is not the story. There was never going to be a not. prosecution ever. That wasn't going to happen. It, it, it didn't happen to Hillary. It wasn't going to happen to Joe Biden. That was never actually at stake here, even a little bit. What's interesting is that he did cooperate with the special counsel. He did sit down for the interviews. And what those interviews revealed and what is contained in the report, right. that is the story. Yes, and it's a and, very and sad story. So I think the the reason why I brought to bear all the stuff that I found in the executive summary and um, is basically because I know after, from previous experience that there'll be a lot of talk that basically said the prosecutor went soft on him. The prosecutor, who, by the way, I, or the special counsel was appointed, I believe, by President Trump. Um, he he was you know a holdover from the Trump administration. So um, there will be some allegations that 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 Biden should have been prosecuted. So in reading the executive summary, assuming everybody's shooting straight there. I don't think he should have been prosecuted. However, I actually think that this outcome, if you if you think that that Biden should not be the president of the United States, the outcome of this having this 388 page report documenting what he actually said and did is the best possible outcome. And this will be solved with political power rather than with legal power. Yeah, these things should be almost always handled in the court of public opinion because we're talking about a, a political office holder and the more we know the better let the sunlight in let the sunshine yeah. in, whatever the expression is and i think this report did a, a great job of that i do want to uh, talk about there's just a, a tiny bit of a weasel language in here that 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 caught my eye um and it's in that uh, part of the quote that i i read to scott uh that mr biden would likely present himself to a jury in in this this elderly memory losing way and well that word present kind of says that he's he's doing it on purpose but i don't think that's the the case at all because he yeah. presents himself as an elderly man with poor memory to the press as scott is going to get into in his segment here this week he presents himself that way to to gather audiences and he presents himself that way to various deceased foreign dignitaries from countries that he gets mixed up sometimes so this isn't a this isn't a presentation it's not an affectation this ladies and gentlemen is the president of the united states in february of 2024 in what i hope is the last several months of his first and only term. We shall see. And that's your right angle on that. I can't wait to get to Scott's segment. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time if we don't forget.